Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Well, good day. <laughs> it is a good day. Kat, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's it's chill. Like, I'm going to be the first that explains because it's chilly. It's chilly today. Nothing wrong with saying that. If you had said 18 degrees as a high was chilly back in April, people would have been like, come on, just relax. We need days like this. Saying it in June is not inappropriate. It's supposed to be much warmer than it is. But it's just a little blip. We'll be back up into the humidity real soon. And by all accounts, this summer is going to be a rager. It Mm -hmm. is going to be, it's going to go from cooler to crazy hot with some pretty nasty storms in between is the outlook. So, yeah. I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not going to complain about it now. We'll see what happens as long as it gets a little warmer. A lot of things we're going to talk about in this episode of After 9. I do want to talk about a number of different food things that are on the go. Coming up, an observation that I made from my Facebook page today when I brought up the topic of mixing vaccines. That'll be an interesting one. Stick around for that if you're into the COVID shit and some really, really dumb criminals. But let's start off with this. Oh, actually, before I start off with this, a quick update on yesterday. Remember I told you that some cars in my neighborhood got broken into? Yeah. So yesterday, it was such a nice feeling of community. All my neighbors, it seemed like, were out on the street like, oh, did you get hit? Did you get hit? Did you get hit? And it was really nice because I actually happened to have some video of it. And my neighbor had some video of it. Guy across the street had some video of it. And while none of the video was actually amazing, when you piece it all together, you can really find out a lot of info. So I was talking to one neighbor yesterday after we'd all watched all the video and handed it all over to the police, hoping the police will catch him. But also knowing full well, the police have got better things to do than look for two little shitheads that broke into a bunch of cars. There's some serious crime that they've got to deal with. And the odds of them catching these people are fairly slim. So we thought. This is going to be like an informal neighborhood watch. I was out talking to a neighbor and tell me this doesn't sound suspicious, Kat. We were talking two guys that fit the description from the video, walked around the corner, saw us talking and instantly without saying a word to each other, walked in completely opposite directions. One went towards Main Street. The other one went towards whatever steals. That's suspicious, right? Yeah, I mean, sure, it would be suspicious considering it just happened. Why would they go back, though? Because they live in the neighborhood. So my neighbor followed one of them. I followed the other. We got both their addresses. Wow. See, I've heard a lot about, you hear a lot about these uh, uh, break and enters. They always say, right, lock up your car. Sometimes that doesn't even help. It sucks. Sometimes they'll smash a window. They'll find a way into your car, and that sucks. So don't keep valuables in there, blah, blah. But a lot of the time when they do end up catching people, which doesn't yep. happen often enough, and it's not not necessarily the cop's fault, because like you said, there's other shit going on, and sometimes it's a smaller thing on their agenda to catch people that are 
trying to steal things from cars. But a lot of the time when they do get caught, you find out that they come from different areas. So that would be really surprising to me. I automatically assumed it was coming, someone coming from Far East, like coming from the GTA into your neck of the woods in Milton, for example. Or they yep. come from, you know, east of here or west of here in Kitchener to smash into cars because they don't want to live where they do that. So that would surprise me that they live in the neighborhood. That's pretty stupid. That's dumb. Yeah, you know what? And and I've actually seen these two before. And, uh, you know, it's hard to tell from the video if it's definitely them. But we definitely have two persons of interest. So I, uh, I'm i not a cop, but I think we can safely uh, drop the persons of, of interest uh, list here. I don't know why people, like, there's cameras everywhere. Like, yep. cameras everywhere. And I think about my, my street, my neighbor's great. Having him as a next door neighbor is great because he does, he ha- let me know that my entire house is covered, basically. Just from his cameras alone. And I have my own cameras, too. My neighbor on the other side has cameras. I am shocked that people will still dare to try to steal shit from your front porch or go ahead and try to break into your car or whatever it might be, knowing full well that there's cameras watching you. And maybe this angle won't quite get you. Maybe you think you got it figured out because you're wearing your hood, your hood's up, or you're wearing a hat and sunglasses. No one's got you. When you're fucking leaving the street, you're careless, you jump into a car down the road, sometimes neighborhoods talk, you know, like we talk to each other. And we might be able to sort things like that out. So, hey, I hope that they end up catching those people uh, that did break into some cars in your neighborhood because you hear about this kind of shit too many times. And usually it's always linked. If they've done it in one neighborhood, they'll do it to another one until they're caught. Absolutely. And you know what? Even if they don't get caught red-handed, we still know who they are. We know. And we'll just leave it at that. Um, oh, by the way, though, if you can get your neighbors together like you've done, Kat, and now like I've done and get everybody on the same page, it really does make a difference. For example, in looking at the video that I have and the video that the guy across the street from me has, we figured out that if he repositions his camera above his garage instead of above his porch, and if I put my camera aimed at the driveway but going the other direction, we can catch everything in mm-hmm. high def. Yeah. It's good. So you know- we, we've got it figured out now. Yeah, it's good to have people looking out for you, too. Just like generally speaking, I when I go on a walk with my dog, you know, and I see something suspicious, I might tell my neighbor where because I saw something suspicious happening at their property. And I did one time. I saw a guy looking into the fence, the backyard fence to a house. And I'm pretty sure he didn't think anyone was around. Uh, but it was dark and I was watching and I was walking my dog and I saw it and then he kind of fucking walked fast. So I let them know, hey, I saw someone kind of peeking in your backyard, just giving you a heads up. Not sure what you got going on there. Maybe you knew the person. Maybe they were just curious because they wanted to look at your garden or maybe they were checking to see if they thought your back door might be accessible. I don't know what it is, but it's good to have neighbors, I think, that give you a heads up on stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with you, Kat. If everybody watches out for everybody else, then everybody is protected. <laughs> you I, almost, <laughs> I almost think there's some point to every street should appoint one person who's got to do the night shift and just keep an eye on shit. Make sure nobody's getting robbed and, and getting cased and stuff like that. Do you want to hear? I'll tell you a funny story. Since we're talking about this quick, this is a great, this is a great story that, thank God, ended well. So once I was, it was on, uh, it was a weekday. I might have even been at work. I don't know where I was. I was out. I was not at home. And I got a notification that someone was in my driveway, which happens from time to time. Sometimes it just catches people walking their dog. Other times, you know, it's a delivery person or whatever. So I happened to be glancing in the moment at somebody being in my driveway. And I noticed a car. 
and recognized it right away. It was my it was my neighbor's car pulled into my driveway. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Are they drunk out? What's fucking? What's going on here? <laughs> so I bring up the video, and my neighbor gets out of his car, and it's certainly his car at this point. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's him, and that's his car. Gets out of his car with gloves on, exits the car, walks towards my door, and stops suddenly. Then turns around and like runs inside his car, like almost like he was going to do something, right. and and backs up and drives and drives away. But oddly enough, parks in his driveway. I watched it happen. Then back out of his driveway and drive off the street. I thought, what the fuck are you smoking? What is going on here? But why are you wearing gloves, right? So I started to question it. But then I'm like, nah, Cat. He's a good guy. What's fuck? What the fuck is going on? So I show it to my husband, and my husband's like, yeah, that's really fucking weird. And my brother happened to be over at the time. And he's like, when I showed him and he said, well, is he, is he like sketchy? Was he going to, it looked like he was going to like try to break in or get something or I'm like, no man, this is a good guy. It's fucking weird. Right. I got to get to the bottom of this. So I'm looking at the, <laughs> I'm looking at the video again. My husband goes outside cause he sees my neighbor and they're talking and he's like, yeah, I noticed you pulled into the driveway as he's talking to my neighbor. I notice, wait a minute. That's not my neighbor in that car. That is my neighbor's car. That's not my neighbor. He's got longer hair than this guy. Holy shit. This is not even him. Who the fuck is driving his car? So (laughs) thank God we figured it out before we like tried to like make it seem like we were accusing anyone of anything. Because he's like, oh yeah, you know what happened? The guys at the fucking speedy glass took his car to fix it for him. Drove his car. That's why he was wearing gloves. Oh. So he pulled into the wrong driveway thinking it was his house, but it wasn't. Stopped and went off. Fuck, this is the wrong house. Got back inside the car with his gloves on. The whole time I thought it was my neighbor, like, smoking fucking so much dope or something that he didn't realize he was at the wrong house. And he was wearing gloves for no reason at all. Anyway, we got it sorted out. But how funny is that? And then the guy ended up there and, and my neighbor wasn't home and he told him that. That's why he left his driveway and took off down the street in his car. <laughs> Really, hey, really weird funny. shit. I, that, that that sounded like a red flag for a while in that story. Right? It was so weird because he is a nut. I'm like, nah, man, he's not going to do anything weird. He's a good guy. What the fuck hmm. is this? And it wasn't him. So now uh, we got to the bottom of that. But it's it, a good thing you didn't <laughs> shoot him. Great. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. It's a good thing that that particular day I wasn't packing and ready to go. Let's talk about dates. As the restaurants start to reopen, they should be open now, by the way. But anyway... As the restaurants start to reopen, people will go out on dates. And this is from Wallet Hub, and they were talking about some of the best and worst foods for your date, especially if you're new in a relationship. And before I do the list, I think we can all agree there's certain things when it comes to food that we're pretty particular on when we go out. There's some people who don't like to eat a big meal in case they start fucking later. There's some people who don't want to get messy because they don't want to have that perception. Some people don't want to eat something that's going to leave a stench and and then they're going to get intimate or something like that. And the other person has to put up with it. So they're picky, especially at the beginning of a relationship. So I've got the safe foods and I got the foods to avoid. You ready to go? Let's do it. You cannot go wrong. Number one with pizza. Pizza is the top thing that is safe to order on a date. 
Okay. It's a nice casual thing if you want to go out for with somebody for a pizza, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's one of those things you're stuck. It's not new to your tummy. Usually, you know what your tummy will will appreciate and like. You're not going to feel bad after it. You know how many slices you should probably have, and yeah, that's an easy one. Well, how many you should have, or how many you would normally have? Because there's a difference. I mean, if if nobody's around, I can order a medium pizza from Domino's and finish most of it. If I'm out on a date, oh, two slices is my limit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm so full. <laughs> sure. Thinking I'm going to fucking warm that up as soon as she leaves. <laughs> Burgers are safe. Salad is safe. Steak. Ice cream is a popular dessert choice that is safe. They say you can also go with a roast dinner, lasagna, chicken wings, stir fry, or a chocolate brownie. Those are all safe foods. I don't know if I'd be ordering a lot of lasagna or roast dinners on a date with yeah. somebody new. I uh, I guess it would depend on the restaurant and how well known they are for it, but I can't see myself ordering a big pile of lasagna yeah. and then hoping for the best later on. Wow. See, for me, I would have probably said something like a wrap or something clean and neat that doesn't involve a lot of silverware, easy to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, some of those are finger foods, though. There's not a lot of people who eat chicken wings with utensils. So you're going to get messy, but it's not a bad messy unless you're bad at eating chicken wings. Uh, there's some people who it, like, fucking touches their cheek and it's on their chin. They're dripping <laughs> sauce everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like a, just a mess. But you can do it. Now let's get to the foods they say you should avoid on a first date. Number one. Is one of my go-tos, oysters. I can't figure out what's wrong with oysters. Oh. Is it a worry that it's going to like give you gas or it'll be bad and you'll have the shits? Or you know what's what? the problem there? You know what it is? It's it's the slurping and the sucking and, and, and stuff like that. So it, it is messy. Hey you know, and sometimes <laughs> that really can turn someone off, That that those noises that you make. Like some people don't even like hearing someone chew their food when they chew politely, let alone. <laughs> like it's fucking gross. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think I've ever made a slurping sound when I was sucking off an oyster. I, uh, to me, it just sort of slides right down, and it's good. Oysters, a little bit of horseradish, perfect. I think that's a great one for a date, uh, but apparently not everybody does, so okay. Mussels was number two, and I assume it's for the exact same reason. Here's the thing with mussels. Mussels, you got to be careful, because the mussels... Hence, the shell that they come in tend to hold a little bit of liquid. So you almost kind of have to hold it with your fingers, and then your fingers end up smelling like, I don't know, garlic butter or whatever they happen to cook the mussels in. That's a shitty one to have to get rid of. So I can see that. Sushi is number three. It's weird that three of my go-tos for dates are on the worst foods you can order on a date. Oysters, mussels, sushi. Number four is crab. Followed by lobster, curry, tuna steak, prawns, ribs, and corn on the cob. Okay, I think we can all agree corn on the cob is probably not an ideal early in a relationship food. See, who sell? I, I don't even know what restaurants sell corn on the cob. I thought the barbecue restaurants were big on it, but I also haven't been to a barbecue restaurant in a while. Uh, corn on the cob, you're probably going to get something stuck in your teeth. And let's face it, it's phallic looking. you got to grip it the right way. 
Ribs? I'm surprised that ribs is on the worst list, but wings are on the best list. To me, that's basically interchangeable when it comes to the messy factor, no? Yeah, I hear you. Yep, okay. Yep. And sushi. Doesn't everybody love sushi? No, no. You know, there's some people that get, that get turned off of it. And I think if you're on a date with someone that doesn't like seafood at all, it's hard to even... Well, first of all, how do you convince them to even go there with you? Unless you're the one setting up the date. Right. right? Like, if, if that was... My, my husband will go to the sushi places only because he'll eat chicken and he'll eat the beef skewers and everything else. He doesn't touch the sushi. Doesn't touch it. Mm-hmm. So, if that was me, oh, first date, I'm going to take you here, for example. Let's order some sushi. It, that might throw them off a little bit. But that said, at least you're getting what you want. Not everybody can win sometimes, you know? To me, I mean, some of those ones that are on the best list... I. I'm not going to go on a date early in a relationship and order a big burger. To me, that's just, I'd much rather eat sushi with chopsticks and everybody's happy, happy, fun, fun. A burger, uh, not for me anyway. That, that Not my thing. The steak, though, yeah, I'm here for it. I mean, that's a fairly common go-to thing. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's, and you eat it with a knife and a fork. It's not like you eat steak, like, with your fucking hands. Yeah. Uh, salad, yeah, I think that's a staple. A lot of people will opt for a salad, especially if you're new in a relationship. That just works. The problem with salad is if the lettuce is too big, then you end up looking like an asshole, and you're opening your mouth as wide as you possibly can. <laughs> you got to cut it with a knife, then you look like the fucking loser that's cutting their salad with a knife. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk about men for a second. Guys, we're good at a lot of different shit. One of the things we're not very good at is taking care of ourselves. And before I specifically get to this, let me also say, throughout the pandemic, we have regularly praised our healthcare workers, our PSWs, doctors, nurses, hospital staff, everyone working to keep us safe during COVID. Turns out when you're thanking the healthcare heroes, you should probably throw a little nod to the ladies in your life, gentlemen, because 56% of men say the number one thing that will make them actually go and see a doctor is their wife, girlfriend, or mother. Hmm. Not doing it Mm -hmm. unless your wife says, you're going to the fucking doctor. I'm making you an appointment. You're going. Or if your mom says, I told you to get that checked. Go get it checked. That sort of shit. That's what actually makes guys go. Do you make appointments for your husband? I, you know, I will. I I don't tend to make them for like dentists and stuff like that. He's, he's on the ball with that pretty good. But yeah, like, let's say there was something going on with him and he found uh, whatever. Let's say he cut his finger really bad and and all of a sudden it's looking really bad, maybe infected. Damn. Like this is beyond just getting a bandaid here. We need to probably, you should probably see somebody about that. Mm-hmm. It would take convincing, and I would probably have to make him an appointment. I probably would, yeah. But I'm also the appointment maker in my house. I I do everything for the kids, their dentist appointments, any doctor's appointments, and their shots and everything else. I I do it. Do you, does it bother you that you have to be the one in charge of everyone in the house's, house's health care? 
I got to make sure the kids get their checkups and I got to make sure my husband goes to get that infected finger looked at and blah, blah, blah. Or should that be his responsibility as a guy? Like, can you just look at him and say, hey, go get that fucking checked. That's gross. <laughs> and will he do it? Yeah. Because for me, I got to get nagged. I yeah. am totally with that 56% of men. I nagged. do not go to the doctor unless I absolutely isn't it, have to. Isn't it funny, though, that you're saying things like nagged when it's someone who just cares about you and is looking out for you and wants to make sure that you're okay? <laughs> like, isn't that interesting that all of a sudden, because a woman's saying it, though, it's nagging, even though, like, we care that you don't, I don't know, fucking die because something is going on with you? Uh, yeah, okay, so maybe that was a poor choice of words. No, but, but no, but you're not alone there, because a lot of guys will be like, yeah, she nagged me, I gotta go see the doctor, or yeah, I gotta go to dentist appointment, I guess. Sorry that they want to keep, like, keep you in good shape. Like, you're, you're welcome, so it didn't get worse. They say there's four things that prevents guys from going to the doctor much more proactively. Number one, they feel like a wimp. I mean, there is a certain stigma about that, isn't there? Guys, uh, you don't, you, we're, what are we told from day one? Suck it up. Ah, oh, walk it off. Right, You're fine. Right, right. Since we were young, we've yeah. had that drilled into our heads. And I don't know, if I've got a, a cut on my finger from chopping carrots last night, yeah, maybe it needs stitches, maybe it doesn't. But it doesn't hurt that much, and I've got a Band-Aid on it, so I'm probably fine. That's the sort of stuff you can yeah. talk yourself into. Whereas another person objectively might look at that and say, that's a pretty deep cut. You're going to need stitches. You better go to the hospital. You know what I mean? That stigma. You're absolutely right. There is one. Yes. And I'm not sure if, if guys in that, in that case are worried about what anyone else thinks. Are they worried about what the doctor will think? Or like, how, why is that? Yeah, you're never going to go to the doctor and have the doctor say, you're such a pussy. You didn't need yeah, to come like, see me for this. Guys, seriously, if that's your worry, ugh. and if you're embarrassed, here's the other issue I think is there's some embarrassment happening. If something's going on and it might be an embarrassing situation, uh, a ball is swollen. You know, one ball is bigger than the other one. And, the, and she says, please go get that looked at. And you're embarrassed? Are you kidding me? And let me tell you something else. Y you're not so special. There's nothing you could fucking show. Your doctor, that will shock them. I guarantee you that your points are going to be more valid than you think. They're not going to take one look at your enlarged ball and be like, why'd you come here, loser? That's normal. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. Now, I don't know if there's a fear there, but trust me, you can't shock them. And I think there is a difference, too, maybe between men and women when it comes to this kind of thing, because we have been through it all. You know, people see bits and pieces of us that nobody else would ever dare to see. And we we have this, like, trust, generally speaking, in healthcare because we usually go through things a little bit more. Uh, giving birth is, is one example of, of many uh, that, that we might go through over guys. And so maybe that's why they're hesitant sometimes. And I'm sure it's different reasons. I'm sure the reasons vary. But let me tell you, there's nothing you should be embarrassed about. And there's nothing they haven't seen. And there's nothing you can do to shock them. The number two most common excuse for guys not going to see their doctor enough is they're too busy. Okay, so I know people are going to hear that and think, oh, you're never too busy for your health. Oh, you're never too busy to deal with something like that. Okay, but like, for example, with me. So I have, uh, for uh, over 12 years now, had an ankle with no ligament, ligaments or tendons in it. They're gone. I badly rolled my ankle when I was trying to hit a golf ball off a hill 
way up north years and years and years ago. And while I'm not too busy to go to the doctor and have the doctor tell me, yeah, you should have surgery, I'm definitely too busy to have to spend eight weeks in a boot. So in a lot of cases, I think it's guys just trying to avoid whatever the treatment is going to be. You may not be too busy to go to the doctor, but you can convince yourself, nah, nah, nah. I'm way, way, way too busy to have to spend a week at home in bed. I'm way too busy to have to go for chemo or radiation. You know, like there's certain scenarios where you can talk yourself out of a doctor's visit just because you kind of know what they're going to say and you don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and they're maybe they're afraid to hear what might be the truth. And then they wait until it's too late. They wait until they're stage four. I mean, we just had this we just had this story this morning in What's Trending, the guy who played Gunther on Friends. I think most people know, at least when I say that, who that person is. And they have prostate cancer. And they announced that. They have it, and they've been, they've been dealing with that. And by the time they went to get it checked out, it was too late. It had gone into all of the other areas of his body. So maybe people are afraid to know the truth, but you might wait, and it's too late. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I get it. Uh, the prostate one in particular is hard for a lot of guys to deal with. I don't know why. I mean, I I haven't had a prostate exam, but I know that I should in the next few years. I'm coming up on that time where I should probably go through my routine screening. Okay, fine. When it's time or when the doctor says it's time to do it, I will. But there's a lot of guys who just don't want anything at all to do with that prostate exam. It's just a blood test, isn't it? The PSA test that they do on it? The PSA test? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I'm sure it's it's a lot more simple than you think it is. And it it's it's there's a fear there. You're absolutely right. Don't be afraid. Number three, it'll heal on its own. Yeah, you can talk yourself into a lot of scenarios where you figure ah, it'll heal on its own. It'll go away. I'll take some Tylenol and it'll be good. Not always, but you can talk yourself out of a doctor's visit just by telling yourself that. And finally, eh, if it gets worse, I'll just go to the ER. Your family doctor must fucking hate that. You left yourself so sick that you finally acknowledged you needed health care and it was so bad you had to go to the emergency room rather than just make an appointment when you started feeling it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd love to get a doctor's take on that. If you're a physician, give us some good stories. DM us at Scott Fox on Air on Instagram or at Cat on Air. That's Cat with a K. Tell us how bad it got because somebody put it off because I'm sure doctors could tell a ton of stories. And one more thing on this, I will say, I do listen to my mom. I do listen to my girlfriend. If my More so my mom, though. If my mom says, go to the doctor and get that checked, it's instantly like I revert back to like when I was seven and be like, okay, fine. I'll go to the doctor and get it checked. And then you got to walk away with your head hung low. But you know, okay, mom. <laughs> but you know what fine. happens though? You know, one day the script is flipped and you're the one telling your parents, you should go. Have you done that? And then you're the one trying to take care of them. So it does happen the other way around. I'm sure one day you'll be saying to your mom, can you please go do this? And she'll go, hmm. She'll be hesitant too. It's fine. It's a people I- thing. It'll heal on its own. (laughs) It's a people thing, I think. I don't want the doctor to think I'm a wimp. (laughs) All those man excuses, they come back in. Uh, I, I was shocked when I posted this this morning. Like, really shocked. All the advice we're being given here, the, the health minister was out yesterday, and so was Dr. David Williams saying, again, just like we talked about yesterday, it's safe, 
to mix the vaccines. They're basically interchangeable. If you've got AstraZeneca in you for a first shot, you can totally take Moderna or Pfizer for your second, or you can have the AstraZeneca second shot. And if you've had Pfizer first, you can get Moderna. And that's the messaging that's coming from all of our leaders. A lot of people aren't buying it. As soon as I posted about that this morning on Facebook, I could not believe how quickly it lit up with comments saying, I don't trust the government at all. Mm -hmm. That's what it's come to, Kat. People, we've been talking about this since January, that that's the risk. If you guys keep putting out this contradictory shit, eventually people aren't going to trust a word you say. And it's gotten to that point. Maybe there is a ton of science to say that mixing Moderna with Pfizer is fine and it gives you the same or better efficacy and yada, yada, yada. People don't believe it. They really don't. And you don't have to go very far to find it on the CDC's website that they recommend not doing it. It really seems like an opportunistic thing because and and this is, I think, my biggest hang up with it. Maybe I'm just being a conspiracy theorist. But since day one in this pandemic. Day one, Pfizer has been reliable. When they're supposed to deliver shots, they deliver the shots. On time, every time, Pfizer for the win. This week, we got a ton of Moderna. The Americans gave us some, plus Moderna delivered, and then Moderna topped it up. We're swimming in Moderna shots right now. And this, randomly, out of nowhere, is the week that Pfizer's delayed. Mm Mm-hmm. That seems fishy to me, Kat. It seems really, really suspicious. Are they just trying to save the Pfizer shots to get the kids done so that they can have a safe September? Oh, God. Like, I hope not. You know, I hope not. I hear what you're saying, and I get it, and I get the conspiracy theorists that will love to use that. But I I, I certainly hope not. I, what are the odds? I mean, I know that's kind of strange because you're right. Uh, Pfizer's been kind of a constant for us, and this is the week. Nah, but we got a shit ton of Moderna, so let's go. Uh, choose for yourself. You know, choose for yourself whatever you feel safe with. If you do have a shot coming up and it was supposed to be Pfizer and it switches to Moderna and you're good with mixing and you trust you trust Nasi and everybody else who's saying it's fine, maybe your doctor says it's fine, then, then do it. Just do it. We can't be bitching and moaning about anybody else. You know, it's my choice if I choose not to. That's me, by the way. My my appointment's coming up soon. I had a Pfizer, and I plan to get a second Pfizer. That's me and my choice. It's nobody else's. I'm going to choose what goes in me next. And if I just don't believe that I want to mix, then I'm not going to mix. One of my best friends just yesterday had his second shot. It's weird because I've had my second shot for a week. He's actually a frontline worker. Strange that he had to go after me. But he uh, he got a second shot yesterday, and he was told in advance, well, now you're getting switched to Moderna. It won't be a second shot of Pfizer. And I asked him, how do you feel about that? His answer is exactly what the government wants you to say. Ah, it doesn't matter. It's the same shit. It's all the same technology. It doesn't matter to me. And, I mean, that is the official line from NASI, our National Immunization Council. Mm-hmm. He's made a decision. He's done his research, apparently, and he says it's totally fine. There's a lot of people who are not buying into that, though. I mean, I don't know if there was cancellations yesterday. It's certainly not headline news if there were. But based on what I'm reading, there's a lot of people who are saying, if I go for my second shot and it's not the Pfizer that I'm expecting, I'm not doing it. I will not let them inject me with Moderna because I want the Pfizer. (laughs) 
It's kind of funny, actually, how much we've evolved, right? We went from no vaccines, they're not safe, they're not tested, to uh, I'll take any vaccine I can get, to now it's got to be very, very specific. Like, I'm surprised people aren't asking for a specific arm. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of nuts, right? But, you know, again, I I don't think we can get mad at anybody who chooses to do whatever they want to do here. So it's your choice. If you want to wait it out, then then wait it out. And if you want to go for it and do it, great. I don't think we need to be preachy about it either way. Uh, you know, and that's the last thing I want to do. I'm trying to be as down the middle on this as possible, guys. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I have never tried to mix two different vaccines together and create a different one. That's not in my area of expertise. So you do whatever you want to do. I just find it extremely opportunistic, I think is a good way to put it. Remember when AstraZeneca was the best thing under the sun and, oh, yeah, AstraZeneca, shot, shots, right in your arm. You're going to love it. It's great. Well, it's amazing how much that has changed as far as guidance is concerned. But when they said it, we had a lot of AstraZeneca, a lot of it. And when Pfizer was the one, we flat out, Justin Trudeau himself said Pfizer is great. We love dealing with them. They're consistent. They're reliable. We love Pfizer. And this one week that we happen to be a couple of days delayed, everything's about Moderna, which we just happen to get a shit ton of. It almost sort of reminds me of that retail sales technique. I'm not sure if there's any stores out there that still use it, but back in the day, an employee at Future Shop told me it's SWAT. Because I asked the guy, why do you keep trying to push this thing on me? He said, oh, it's our sales uh, training. SWAT, sell what's available today. Don't sell somebody on what might come in down the line. Sell them what's available today. And it kind of seems like that's what they're doing with the vaccines. And if they fuck this whole thing up and it turns out, oh, yeah, I guess it wasn't all that safe. Kind of like what happened with AstraZeneca. Then don't be surprised if we're all going to be marching back to the clinic in September or October to get it fixed with a proper second shot or start your whole dosing interval all over again. First and second shot. I don't know where we're at with the boosters, but I have to assume they're coming. Uh, Last on this, the border restrictions are lifting. It was announced yesterday. And basically, as we expected, the day after the 4th of July, because I don't want a lot of strangers coming up here for the holidays, July 5th, the border will be open again for Canadian nationals and permanent residents coming back to Canada. If you have had a double shot of vaccine in your arm for at least two weeks, and you test negative, you don't have to self-isolate for two weeks when you get back. Can I say I don't give the federal government much credit for getting it right, but they did get it right. That, I think, is a fairly reasonable compromise. I know there's some people that are screaming at the top of their lungs, open up the fucking border, come on, this is crazy. And yeah, I mean, I think that there should be, uh, uh, the border should be open too, but I think we have to do this common sense. Mm-hmm. And common sense is, yeah, you have to be vaccinated and you've got to prove you're not bringing COVID back with you. If you can do those two things, yeah, come on in. No problem. So wherever you go now, finally, we're saying it's on you to not catch COVID. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Are you good with these restrictions? Do you think they found the right balance I, there? Yeah, I, I don't know why we need to do Why are we waiting till July 5th, though? 
Ah, okay. Well, that's a great question. All I can think is that they know the Canada Day long weekend is coming up. And even though that's a three-day weekend, Canada Day is on a Thursday. So everybody's going to make it a four-day weekend, which means Vegas, baby, or wherever it is you want to go. Right. And I don't think they want a whole shit ton of travelers coming back into Canada, maybe with or maybe without COVID. I don't want any more COVID here. I don't want any variants here. I don't want whatever else they haven't even discovered yet. I don't want that shit here. But I do think that we should be allowed to carry on with our lives to a certain extent. And if the condition for me to travel to the States, and I am, by the way, on the Canada Day weekend, if the condition is that when I come back to the border, I've got to prove that I'm vaccinated and that I've tested negative for COVID, I don't think that's a lot to ask in step one. Some people do have a problem with this, though, because we can't vaccinate kids under 12. We don't have an approved vaccine for kids under 12. So now if you do a little family vacation, parents, if you're double vaccinated and it's been two weeks and you have a negative test, you're fine. Come on back into Canada. Carry on with your life. But because the kids are not vaccinated, they have to self-isolate for two weeks. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. There's some parents who have a problem with that. And again, I mean, safety first. We've done a really good job of getting COVID under control in Canada. Really, really good job. There's 280 cases in all of Ontario yesterday. I don't think we want to be bringing any more variants in here. And if we can just require two tests, one at the border and one before you get there, and you're vaccinated, I I don't think you can get much more safe than that. Mm -hmm. I I really do think they found the right balance. Now, eventually, there will be a step two where people can come to Canada for a non-essential reason. Tourists, for example. When that happens, they too will be required to test negative and they'll have to be fully vaccinated. I don't think that's an unreasonable ask either. And then eventually we'll get back to where we were. But yesterday, Bill Blair, the public safety minister, said he wants to see 75 percent fully vaccinated before he fully reopens the border with far less restrictions. At the rate we're going, by the way, I just rough math looks like probably the end of August is when 75% could be double vaccinated and have had that in them for two weeks. Okay. So it's probably going to be another summer of your family from overseas isn't coming, everybody. But you can leave and come back as long as you get your second shot. Uh, Like I said, I think they got it right, although the rest of the country doesn't seem to think so. Uh, Leger and the Association for Canadian Studies did a poll. They say 69% think the federal government's restrictions should remain in place until more people are fully vaccinated. I don't know if that's just overly cautious or just people that are pissed because they can't go anywhere because they haven't had their second shot yet. And there's going to be a lot of that, too. Either way, I think they got it right. Anything else we got to cover here, Kat? I think that's about that. Oh, one more thing. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are going full capacity at the stadium this okay, year. Okay, so there's one one thing that a lot of people will want to cross the border for. Uh, some people around here have been season ticket holders just waiting on that news. And to know that it's going to be a full stadium, I'm sure that they're going to be okay with that. Yeah, I have to think that there is some light on the horizon here. I'm a Bills season ticket holder. And the Bills are going to start playing in September. Great. Looks like by the end of August, we should be able to cross the border again freely. So as long as you can go to the stadium and not catch COVID, you should be good. I think that's a good compromise. In fact, there's a scenario where we could be going to Jay's games in Buffalo this year. 
just have to drive down to see them, but either way, we could be doing it. So I think that's encouraging too. Get your second shot, everybody. It's up to you which one you get. Have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday. We'll be back with another edition tomorrow on After Nine. Well, guys, the Olympics are almost here, and organizers announced that venues will be at 50% capacity. That's right, 50%, which means only four people will be allowed to watch fencing instead of the normal eight. Yeah, and it's not just the start of summer, you guys. It's also Amazon Prime Day. That's right, today, instead of buying stuff we don't need, we buy stuff we don't need at a slightly lower price. Yep, Amazon has deals on outdoor cameras, digital recorders, and night vision binoculars. And with that much spying capability, you're basically Amazon. Airlines are talking about jacking up the fees for overweight baggage to make up for all the weight passengers have gained during lockdown. An American Airlines spokesperson says its average passenger weight is up eight pounds since spring of last year. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe don't put your planes at the end of Cinnabon Alley then. How is this our fault? The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.